This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these goats. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, we go. Podcast, new week. It's a Monday. Al Dukes, what's up? Oh, hi, Jerry. You know, all of this uh, rioting talk going on, it reminded me of uh, Howard Stern show in like the, I guess when the LA riots were, it was like, like 1992 after the Rodney King. Yeah, I didn't listen uh, to Stern back then. Oh my gosh, Jerry, it was ludicrous like how <laughs> how in your face against the rioters he was. Right. And it seems so bizarre that that would not even be allowed to happen today. Like, I know Howard Stern was on this morning. I imagine it was somewhat sympathetic towards uh, protesters and things. But, like, the Howard Stern from the 1990s absolutely lit into people rioting, people burning things down. And, And you couldn't back then, at least I didn't see, anyone supporting rioters. Right. And now... When you go on Twitter, you you take you hear phone calls on talk shows. There there are almost more people supporting rioters and protesters than there are condemning the actions. It's well, so think, bizarre. Yeah, but what you just said hits on it too. Back in the '90s, we didn't have Twitter and this massive voice that people now have to get. The, and what's interesting too is. You will see opinions from people. You're like, who the hell is that? And then you'll see it was liked or retweeted by somebody. And the guy's got 17 followers, but it hit a nerve with someone. And all of a sudden, it goes somewhere. So somebody who is just sitting in their house, wherever they might be, can put an opinion out. And usually, the crazier they are, the more reaction it gets. And I think people do feel empowered by the idea that people read what they think. Right. And I, you know, if you, it's funny because if you look at my Twitter uh, page, I was talking to my wife about this the other day, well, last week sometime. Um, you know, ever since we started working from home, again, things are different and I'm doing different things. There are certainly times I have time, but I don't, I have not tweeted really anything since we've been home in mid March. And if you yeah. look at what I've done, and there's other people that can't get off it. Yeah. You know, that's just, I don't know. I, to me, it's, it's a good news source, but I, I see too much BS. Right. That uh, again, if I didn't have this job, I'd get off it so fast. Me too. I would. I'd be the opposite. I really would. Yeah, it was funny because Gio brought that up this morning on the air, and I was thinking it last night, like yesterday. And Gio had mentioned, like you know, he's in a a, a town where he's he was on the boat. You know, uh, if you're near the Jersey Shore, you got that, and the, you have no inkling that 
all this rioting is going on in in big cities across America. Uh, so I purposely did not put the news on, but right. I do use Twitter as a news source and to argue with people. So when I went on there, just as a news source, there's no way not to see it because sports people that we follow for sports news are tweeting about it. Yeah. So there was no way to avoid it. But I did have that same thought as Gio and the same thought as you is like, if I didn't, if I was an accountant somewhere, I wouldn't look at this for two seconds. Because all it does is frustrate you. It's one of those topics where you you can't see the other person's side. Not the ones that are throwing bricks. And I, right. I agree. I mean, it's 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 just it's criminal activity. It's all it is. And then I see, like, it's funny too. Like seeing now, the overwhelming majority of people on Twitter that want to have the argument, they don't show their face, right? So they're like the Steelers logo or something. But the overwhelming majority of people that say peaceful protests don't work. Well, when, when has a violent protest worked? Honestly, when has, when has rioting changed anything? I don't know the answer to that. We I'm had sure. the LA riots based on the cop, um, uh, beat the cops beating Rodney King. That did not change anything because you're not going to ever have, a full 100% good cops, good priests, good doctors. So there is always going to be an incident. And in this case, this guy is going to get prosecuted for murder. What else do you want them to do? They want the other three prosecuted. And okay. I, think, I do believe, too, had the DA, and this is just my opinion when we were going through this last week, the DA coming out the first day and saying we don't have evidence to charge the policeman, I think that's what incited this, personally, in my opinion. Because I think if they would have arrested him immediately, I think a lot of this could have been calmed down. Now you're asking what else can you do? I guess it's nothing more than, you know, at this point, A, arrest the other three who sat by and watched. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I talked to you, you know, that's coming from a couple of friends of mine that are cops that cannot believe that they sat by and watched for not necessarily a minute because you're trained from what I've been told is that 30 seconds to 45 seconds is the way you calm them down and you get them handcuffed and then it's over. When you start getting into two minutes, three minutes, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, at some point someone's got to do something. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think you probably want to see the other three arrested at some point. And I think it's just it's awareness. I mean, most of these are for awareness more than anything. Um, you know, what does it accomplish? Time will tell. You know, right now, today to tomorrow, nothing. I mean, it's you know, nothing happens overnight. Um, but you know, I guess it's you know, we don't live the life, so I, I don't have we don't have that you know inner burning um, that 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 pop- it's t- it's hard, man. There's not. I sent you. I sent you a text the other day. Basically, said this is a bad one. Like this is really bad, and this is not going to end overnight. And clearly, it didn't because now, if the governor's saying it's going to happen again tonight, you're looking at four days of this around but the what, country. But what do? Okay, so they riot for a week. There's rioting. Then what happens? I don't know. It it ends at some point, just like the takeover. Remember when the people were doing takeover of Wall Street? Where they were yeah. living down on Wall Street, sure. no, just sure. one day, little by little, it people stopped showing. And it was gone. Yeah, well, I don't even know what they can't were... afford to do it every day. Okay, so what? Well, I just don't know what the hell. And then they're like, and then everyone always blame like the the anti-Trump people want to blame Trump for everything, and it's like, 
there were riots before Donald Trump. There'll be riots after Donald Trump. What do you want him to do about it right now? Yeah. Or what do you want? What do you want? Uh, the and, and all the mayors and governors of these states and towns and cities where the rioting is happening, you're, they're not letting the police. So you, if I run in and smash a window right now, nothing's going to happen to me. Why? Well, no. I mean, there were thousands of people who were arrested. I mean, well, just, the ones well, just that get like, away with it. That's different. But just like the mayor saying, the mayor of New York saying, he expects more tonight. Oh, great. So what are we doing about it? Why can't you? But if you go in and and they start the police or military starts violently fighting back at people for smashing businesses, then they're wrong. It just and all these people, a lot of people that are these people who don't live in uh, oppressed neighborhoods, people who live in affluent neighborhoods, acting like they're now supporting uh, people who live in... Like, they don't live there. Go live there, then. I just don't understand it. Like, you want to be part of this woe is me? Then why don't you, as a better, more well-off person, go live in a lesser well-off neighborhood? Be part of the change. But no, you're going to stay in your suburbs... And, and while the inner cities are in trouble, and you're going to then be like supporting rioting, but then go, then go live in 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 the poorer cities, and and help make a change there. You're not wrong, and I will yeah. say to answer your question about what do you do about it tonight if they're expecting. The only thing I would say about that is I think it's a numbers game. I don't know that you have the force, the amount of people, to protect everything and everywhere. I, that's I, to me. That's just simple math. I, I, you know, if you've got thousands upon thousands of people protesting all over the city, you ain't got enough cops to do what you're talking about. And they are fighting back with force with the rubber. Dale Murphy, you know, he's not in the Hall of Fame, I don't think, but a great, great player from the Braves. Love he, Dale Murphy. He posted uh, just a little while ago. I just saw that his son was quote unquote doing a peaceful protest and got hit in the face by a rubber bullet, and they, they he put a picture of his son. Um, so they are fighting back, and they are. But you're also not going to go around shooting people and killing them. Um, it's a dude. It's tough. I, being a cop right now. Good luck. But if if someone is attacking a police officer, why can't you shoot them? On on a on a la- two weeks ago, if somebody attacked a police officer, they could be shot. Why today is there, now? Now there's no rules. It's thrown right out the window. I mean, because you are you are really entering anarchy. I guess. You or are letting I mean, anarchy go. Yeah, but to your point, it phases itself out quickly. If you have cops start shooting yeah. literally numerous people, boy, oh, boy. I mean, you think it's bad now? You ain't Well, just nothing. like they're like, I can't believe the uh, cops uh, drove over a, a guy. Yeah, get out of the road. <laughs> I expect you- if I sit in the middle of the main road here that I'm going to get run over. Did you see the tanker truck in California? Yes. Yeah, I, I was surprised he stopped, too, because everyone was getting out of his way. Right. Strange. Well, this is not a fun podcast. No, it's not a fun podcast. I'm sick. Of, I'm just sick of, like, people. Who, here's what I'm sick of, Jerry. People who act like they can relate. And they can't. And want to do it on Twitter or in a mask throwing a brick through a window. 
And meanwhile, they go back to the rich suburbs where they live. Well, go live in the inner city then. Be part of the change. You ain't wrong. I, I have no argument with that. You're absolutely right. Go make it better. Right. Don't go back to your mom's house in the suburbs where it's safe. And then you go travel into the city of Newark or New York or Hoboken and smash windows. And then go back home to mom's house in the suburbs. Yep, I gotcha. And in particular, um, well-to-do athletes and entertainers who come from nothing, come from terrible uh, childhoods, come from inner cities. As soon as they hit it big, where do they go? They leave. Okay, so everyone's running out of out of the inner cities and then yeah, can't but believe how case, bad they though, are. In that case, though, in a lot of cases, and you covered the Bucks back in the day. I don't know if it was the same then, but I've been around enough pro teams. Yeah. You're right. They definitely move into better areas because they can afford it. And good for them. Why? Absolutely. But why? Be- because they're nicer areas and your kids, you wind up in a nicer home with more property. It's different. I mean, it's just different. You You buy what you can afford. My point is... A lot of them do go back to those areas, and they do support the schools, and they do support the sports programs, and they are trying to do something with their money to put back into those But it's different than areas. living there. It is different than living for, there. For, but for, it doesn't mean I, – I get your point 100%, but I think we all do the same thing. If you have more money, you're going to live in a nicer area. Right, but Regardless, then we all – what the hell is going on outside? I don't know. That's by your house, right? Good Lord. They're scraping the streets. <laughs> Shut the window. I can still hear it. Anyway, go ahead. You were saying, I'm saying, I'm saying growing up in the inner city and hitting it big as a pro athlete, leaving and then throwing some money towards a gym there is not the same as moving, is not the same as living there when you're a pro athlete. No, it's not. But Or I, living I there when you're Chrissy Teigen and uh, the piano player. I always forget his name. John Legend. John Legend. It's Who not wants the prisoners same. released and wants all these things happening, but meanwhile lives in one of the richest neighborhoods in the country. The problem is, and you know this too, if let's say right now you live, you're Al Dukes, you live in a poor neighborhood. Right. And you don't have any money. And right. one day you hit it big. And yeah. I mean, you hit it big. And then you go back and live in that poor neighborhood. Mm-hmm. I mean, you really think you're going to be able to lead. A peaceful life. I mean, you're going to have people tugging at you. I mean, right now, when an athlete that comes from little makes it big, I mean, you've read all the stories. They're, they can't trust their brothers, sisters, and parents in some cases. Everyone's begging for a handout. Now, all of a sudden, you're going to put them in that community where everyone is poor. Everyone can't make their bills. I mean, you all of a sudden become the golden ticket for everybody. It's not fair. Doesn't mean you can't make a difference in other ways. You can't live there. You can, and that's practical. In in theory, what you're saying is absolutely right. If everybody that comes from nothing that that does something with their life goes back, yeah, in theory, you're right. Turn it over. The problem is again, it comes back to stats and numbers. One guy, you need all of them to do it. You need every entertainer to do it. You need every uh, you know Wall Street guy to do it. Not one. You'd be eaten alive. Right. You know, if your dog and have you know have fun with this in a way, 
if your dog ends up hitting the uh, the the pet owner lottery, which he probably which she probably has with you, because you're going to treat her like she's you know your child, which is great. You know, all of a sudden she wants to go back to that kennel. Everybody's going to want a piece of you because she's got it so good. You know, it's tough. Right. It really is tough. And I only say it because I've been in locker rooms and I've dealt I've dealt with guys and I've heard some stories, kind of like what Boomer was talking today about Bart and 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 the guys that he's worked with. Like, man, we ain't lived it. We don't know it. And boy, you walk back all of a sudden, you come from nothing. Now you're worth $100 million on paper, by the way, because that $100 million is really $50 million. Let's keep that in mind. And now everyone looks at you as you are nothing more than a $100 bill. Good luck. Good luck. Mm. So annoying. It's tough, man. Life is tough. It's really difficult. These, these things are not easy. Imagine being a politician, honestly. Could you imagine being a politician? No. Who wants to do that? Like, people think Donald Trump can stop this. How? How would any president stop this? I think the How only would any way governor you, stop this? I think the only way you stop this is you send in the military. I, I don't know. Right. And, and now, then they'll be yelled at for that. If Donald now, Trump sent in the military to start cheating like looters. Yeah. Really? I mean, we already look like that from over the weekend. Could you imagine if you sent tanks in? And I had other people like, oh, if you would have only listened to Colin Kaepernick. Shut up. This is still hap- This would still have happened. I have not gotten one tweet all weekend. I love it. <laughs> Maybe because I'm tweeting too. And I, yeah, oh, I, like that, to, I, I, like to, I like to stir it up, Jerry. I went back and looked just because and I didn't realize it was what I thought. So in the last 11 days, yeah. the last 11 days, I have tweeted two times. <laughs> That's okay. it. And they were... One was uh, just uh, about the youth baseball with Murphy on Friday. I really didn't care about that, but people were asking, so I asked Moose to ask him a question. So I put it out on Friday or Thursday, whatever it was, what Murphy said to them. And then prior to that was on May 21st was my pizza and milk picture. (laughs) (laughs) That is it. And I have not had someone tweet at me. Yeah. Since. Wow. Holy moly. May 20... I'm trying to find someone that's not replying to somebody that just tagged me. Yeah. Someone that actually tweeted me was on... God almighty. May 26th, it looks like. No, May 27th. There you go. So that's five days ago. So it's been a little while. I'm very... Well, because I'm not out there. I'm very quiet with it. I don't have the time. I get done with this, and I go outside with the kids, and I'm outside all day. I don't even look at Twitter until I lay down to see what I missed all day. And I got to tell you, it's very, it's very peaceful. Yeah. All right, Jerry. I've had enough of this nonsense. No, you didn't, today. because coming up on the warm-up show was more of it. Oh, yes. It was a lot of it. <laughs> all right, Jerry. Go take a walk and take a I am going to take breath. a walk with my dog. I'll probably uh, break into some businesses and uh, to, uh, steal some things. Well, don't do that because then Ernie will have to produce tomorrow morning. Okay. No, no, nothing will happen to me, Jerry. It's quite uh, – it's no problem right now. Why don't you try throwing a brick through a, through a business in Bradley Beach? Let's see how that works. Uh, I'll just Not going to go well for you. Well, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> probably true. All right, Jerry. I'll go to uh, the major cities where they let you do whatever you want. Spray paint, smash windows, whatever. All right, Jerry, warm-up show is next. Good morning, 
campers? It's the warm-up show with Alan Jerry, the shortest show on WFAN. Well, we have reached June. It's the hour before the Boomer and Geo show. We say good morning down the shore to Al Dukes. Al, how are you? Oh, hi, Jerry. What a world we are in right now. I can't take normally one thing that is so huge that it consumes the news, like we had coronavirus for what feels like months and months and months. What's now, that now? <laughs> that is on the back page. We've forgotten completely about coronavirus now. When I see tweets even about coronavirus or the news, I'm like, what are they doing? Who? That's over. I was outside. <laughs> no one had masks on. We were walking the boardwalks. Whatever was going on was going on. And now we've got rioting in the streets. Everywhere. 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 Uh, in major cities. This is yeah. why you can't live in a major city. I don't care what people say about, oh, New York. I can't believe you work in New York and you don't live in New York. Because I don't want to be where protests happen. And that's major cities across America, Jerry. Yeah, a lot of them, if not all of them. It is yeah. nuts. And our own Eddie Scazzeri, who has been fighting coronavirus, uh, not he doesn't have coronavirus, no. he's been fighting uh, the good fight and going into work Battling every day. through, that's right. So he could play his hilarious drops and also get us all on the air. Goes into work this morning and after surviving, getting didn't get coronavirus, now drives right into a riot. You know, I said to him when we came on, and he can jump on if he wants. Yeah. Um, I saw last night, I want to say about 8 o'clock before I decided to call it a night, I was watching one of the news, it was CBS or NBC, I forget which one, and they had a live shot. I think it was the Brooklyn Bridge, could have been the Manhattan Bridge, I don't know. And, you know, they were walking up one side of the bridge, and clearly there was no traffic. All good, the protesters were. On the other side, though, there were cars coming out of Manhattan, and they were walking up that way, too. And I was actually worried that they were going to do something with the cars, with the people in the cars, but they didn't. They, they actually allowed them to pass. They slowed down. And I, I, I sat there at that moment. I said, I wonder if Eddie's going to have to deal with this at 3 o'clock in the morning. I think, yeah, yeah. it's 3 o'clock in the morning. Probably not. And, Eddie, that's not the case. Uh, no. Yeah, there was massive police presence. Roads closed when I got off the Manhattan Bridge. Had to go way north to come west. And uh, then after I parked the car and walked um and driving was a little you know felt uneasy and then uh i saw about 20 i guess looters you might call them yeah, yes sure. looters running up uh hudson street some of them came down king where i was walking up smashing things and hudson pharmacy was broken into i think that had just happened so Boy. I I was uh, which is right next door to uh, WFM same building yeah it's on the corner yeah. of our building and um, I was uh, uh, afraid uh, quite honestly and uh, was fumbling for my pass to get into the building I'm sure uh, so like you see in movies and just was uh, I got inside and and I stayed inside. I don't blame you. I'll tell you, it's there's so many things that you can discuss about this. But how about being a reporter on the scene? I mean, these guys are taking a beating too. I mean, yeah, the whole I've never thing has been crazy. I've never understood that. That's sort of a newer thing because uh, years ago, when the news would cover insane things going on, riots have been happening in the country for decades. Yeah. The people always left reporters alone, and I think it was during the L.A. riots after the Rodney King situation where they started attacking reporters. 
No, I didn't. I don't remember that. Okay. Yeah, uh, but I really don't recall anything prior to that. But um, yeah, some reporters go in as if they've got some sort of protective shield around them, and they don't. And they don't. Yeah, like I was seeing all these like uh, clips that Ten Ten Wins was putting out over the weekend. Uh, I, I think a Wins reporter got injured. Yeah, and a Wins reporter was injured. I would. There's a zero chance I would go into a dangerous riot situation to so do a report. So you couldn't be a reporter no. like, in a war zone? No. Yeah, I don't understand <laughs> those guys those either. Those guys are unbelievable. But actually, you know what? A war zone reporter seems more... Like, I feel like in a war, like the U.S. military, there's right. more of a game plan. So I would feel... I would rather go be a reporter reporting on the war if I was based on, like, a U.S. camp right, right, than right. going into a riot zone. Because it's just so unknown. You have no it's idea. unknown. Who did this? insane. Jane Slater um, is a reporter in Dallas. She covered the Cowboys. Now she does NFL Network. I'll tell you, following her Twitter feed the other night, well, yeah. I don't know if you saw any of this, was absolutely amazing because she was at a restaurant when she saw the protesters coming her way and basically had a race to her condo ahead of it and then was able to video just the – I mean, horrendous footage, and it was as if you were watching it live with her. And you could tell she was really frightened. And the whole thing, I mean, it, it's just unreal, really amazing. Yeah, and they always go, uh, oh, uh, New York is going to put in an 8 o'clock curfew. You're already not arresting people for looting. Now, you, like, if people are looting, do you think they're going to go, oh, let me not loot now because uh, this is when I'm supposed to go home. It's the curfew. What's the point of curfews? I, I don't know. I, I I don't know. Then I saw videos of uh, in in Minnesota where this all began, in the suburbs. Um, uh, I guess they they put a curfew down so they could get people back into their homes. So I see groups of uh, people dressed up in SWAT gear going down the streets yelling to people, "Get in your homes! Get yes. in your homes!" Now at that point, what I would do, Jerry, is get in my home. Oh, don't wet yourself. No, I'd be right in my home. Instead, these people don't go in their homes, so the, the cops shoot tear gas, and they're like, can you believe the cops shot tear gas at me? I was on my own porch. Yeah, because they said, get in your house. Just listen. It's so stupid. Yeah, well. Pisses me off, Jerry. There are no easy answers to this one. This hmm. is um, this is bad all around from L.A. to New York and everywhere in between. Right. And I don't know how long. This has gone on for how many days now? Right, Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, yeah. Sunday night. It happened again last night. Eddie's run into it. So this is, and I have, um, you know, we don't need to get too deep on this. This is supposed to be a fun hour. All deep in this. But, I mean, I have a friend of mine who's a cop yeah. who is just, I saw him on Friday or Saturday. And, and I didn't want to have the conversation with him, but I also felt like, I felt like he wanted to talk about it. And, I mean, you want to talk about just upset angry with what the cops did in Minneapolis and understandably so that like he couldn't he couldn't control himself like just so mad he's like you know there's so many of us that do so much good and like our job is just x on our back and he gets it yeah but just he's like well what what are we working for like all these years doing this the right way and then you get these one or two or three whatever a-hole cops that do something like this and it just mars all of them and oh it's just awful it's just awful then you got these 
jackass celebrities like Chrissy Teigen, who her and her that husband of hers, uh, uh, the, the piano guy, John Legend, John Legend, who in the past wanted all the criminals released because of coronavirus, but of course they live in a bougie neighborhood where criminals wouldn't live. Then uh, that and they're now uh, a group of celebrities along with Steve Carell from The Office that are willing to bail out looters, Jerry looters, and pay their bail. Okay. Well then, let's move them all into your town. Now, Have all aren't the, lo- the protesters? They're the what they're called right. the agitators. Now, one of the my favorite things that I saw on Twitter, Jerry. I have no idea who Chris Palmer is, Chris Martin Palmer, but his uh, Twitter handle is at Chris Palmer NBA. So he's got to have something to do with the NBA. Chris Palmer. Chris Palmer, Jerry. Chris Palmer. Let me uh, let me uh, let me see if it says what in team his is description. He on? Uh, NBA storyteller. Uh, he wrote oh. the Lamar Odom biography. He has 115,000 followers. Oh, so he's not a player. Okay. He's not a player. Makes me so feel anyway, like knowing who he is. Okay, fair enough, Jerry. But just the fun of what occurred here, okay. I enjoy. So back on May 28th, when this all started, uh, he retweeted a photo of a building in Minnesota or Minneapolis being burned down, and in fact, it was a. 189-unit affordable housing complex. So he tweeted out the photo, and he wrote, burn that S down, burn it all down. Okay. All right. Then let's fast forward, Jerry, to um, a couple days later, May 31st. That was yesterday, yes? Yes. Where he then tweeted, they just attacked our sister community down the street. It's a gated community, and they tried to climb the gates. They had to beat them back, then destroyed a Starbucks and are now in front of my building. Get these animals the F out of my neighborhood. Oh, boy. Go back to where you live. Okay, so burn down the affordable housing unit in Minneapolis. But once they come to your neighborhood, Mr. Christopher Palmer. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah. Wow. So then I went to his Twitter. I was like, well, let me see what else this guy's up to. Any good? Like, yeah, it's all good? like, uh, it's it's. I'm I'm all for burning down your own neighborhood, but don't come to my neighborhood and burn it down. Oh, okay, that makes a ton of sense. <laughs> wow, what a clown, Jerry! What a clown! You think? And I'm you already think? fighting. Like I'm actually, people are fighting me on Twitter. I don't know why. Imagine fighting me on Twitter about rioting. Like people Have you are been actually on Twitter no. or people just coming at you. No, here's what I do, Jerry. I've got a I've got a little bit of a um what do you passive aggressive move that I do? You? You're kidding. <laughs> I, I do like aware. A, I do like passive aggressive, like I will not I won't retweet, I will like a tweet. Okay. That's like against rioters or something. Uh, because it shows up on some people's timelines. It doesn't show up on everybody's timeline. Right. But if you're like constantly refreshing Twitter and Twitter has nothing else for you because you've read it all, it'll start showing you tweets that people that you follow like. Mm-hmm. And I like doing that. But you know what's funny about that? I'm glad you said that because there are certain things that you can like. It doesn't yeah. mean you like them. It means it's notable. You want to be able to go back to it. You might like it. Yeah. You might you might hate it actually. It's actually funny that some people will take that and figure, oh, well, he likes what he just written. No, that's not always what it means. Right. But go ahead. So I do that. So I like certain things from people that are firecrackers, Jerry. They're people that uh, say uh, uh, things that uh, people don't like, like a Clay Travis, uh, this Tommy Lauren from uh, <laughs> Fox News. 
So I'll like like something from them. Then people be like, "You pos, I can't believe!" And they always throw Boomer into it. They go, "Boomer's fe- spoon feeding you right wing." Blah blah blah. And I'm like, I can't believe we're in the middle of this. Like, who's for looting? There can't be a single reasonable <laughs> no, no, human are. being that's that for looting. It. The thousands that are doing it. <laughs> they don't even know what they're looting for, Jerry. I can't believe Hudson Market or Pharmacy I got know. just looted this morning. I'm never going back to New York City. I'm going to put a notice into Entercom today. I'm yeah. never coming back, A, because of coronavirus, until there's a cure. That way I'll never come back. And B, uh, and looters. Then, and B looters. I just you can't. You know what's funny? The just price move, okay. Right. I need Entercom and WFAN to move move to uh, Secaucus. Uh, not even Secaucus. That's even a city. I need them to move like what John Cougar Mellencamp used to sing about. I was born in a small town. <laughs> I want I want my work building to be in a small town. You want them in Wall, New Jersey. <laughs> well, I was born in a small town, and we broadcast in a small town. Coming to you live from Brielle. From a, I'm not even going to say. I'm just coming to you live from a small town, Jerry. And now that we're oh, able to do these shows on remote, I want I want want to be in and be constantly on the move in a small town i understand I small get it. town usa jerry I that's where want, i want to go no I, cities for me I, I know this is obviously a ridiculously serious topic and i yes. get it i don't think we're gonna do the whole hour on it though um can we are we allowed to come back and talk about the weekend is that okay it comes the weekend yes jerry yeah, that is okay because we actually had you know, for whatever it's worth we had a good weather weekend and i'm curious oh, what it was sports. like by you yes so we'll take a quick break All i'm right. sure at some point this will come up again and that's cool um and then boomer and geo at six but uh, after the break a little bit on the weekend and some other fun stuff All if right. we can to kind of lighten the mood and then like we said we got the boomer and geo program at six o'clock here on the fan the morning warm-up all right, on a Monday, it's the warm-up show before Boomer and Geo at 6. I'm here. Al's down the shore. Before we get to that, a couple of quickies. Uh, number one, I see Glenn Shuck from 1010 Wins reporting on a, a group that has been uh, arrested on Spring Street, which is very close to where we work. So that's pretty much what Eddie was running into this Good. morning. And then the other one was, did you see – Did you? I love this guy, and I love what he did. Did you see J.R. Smith caught a yes. guy destroying his truck? I and did. And J.R. Smith goes on uh, <laughs> online and posts a video and tells you exactly what happened from that point forward. You have a clock. I chased oh. him down and whooped his ass. <laughs> I love it. Jerry, I love I it. I love J.R. Smith. J.R. Smith. And I'll play more of the clips coming up at 6.30, but he's basically telling you, listen, you're going to see a story that I kicked the guy's ass, basically. Yes. He goes, yeah, I did, and here's why. The he guy said, was destroying my car. <laughs> yeah, he said he wasn't parked anywhere near where the looting was going right. on. And this he's guy like, just went in a couple blocks, started looting so. his car. I, I, did you did you watch the video where – I did. What was great was uh, – I know Jair, what you're going to say. <laughs> J.R. Smith is just beating up this guy for for damaging his his uh, truck. Yes. And uh, one of J.R. Smith's friends who's with him goes, uh, please stop filming. Respect his Re- privacy. Respect the privacy. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Please. It's funny because I recorded it, um, and I got all the J.R. Smith stuff. I got that, too. It just, you can't really hear it. It's yeah. one of those things that I've kind of played in the past, and I'm like, I hope you can hear this. And then I look at, I can see G on the screen, and he's, like, shaking his head like, what is this? Uh, but, yeah, very funny. I noticed that, too. So it was pretty good. Uh, my question to you, if we can lighten the mood for a couple of minutes. So we had um, 80, at least where I am, where you used to be, 84, 85 degrees on Saturday. Really? Gorgeous. And then yesterday was beautiful, but it was only about 70, 72, something yeah. like that. 
was there the masses down the shore or still um, not too much? Yes. In the big hotspots, Jerry, Belmar was uh, go was crazy. Um, the smaller beaches like Bradley, Ocean Grove, Avon, they were busy but not insane. And then I went to Asbury Park yesterday. It was packed. You would, I went to Asbury Park yesterday, Jerry. You would have no idea coronavirus is a thing. All right. So my question is, so it, it's not just seasonal passes then. People were able to get yeah, on? Yeah, people were able to get on. Really? There was lo- okay. there were long lines for daily badges to go on the beach. Okay, but now that we've got rioting in the streets, coronavirus is over. I'll tell we you what, we can only handle one big thing at a time, Jerry. And this it is, is definitely on the so back pages it. at least back for pages. a couple of days. I mean, and it'd be very interesting. You know, Governor Cuomo has done his press conferences every day at eleven thirty. Yeah, does he do a press conference on coronavirus today, or are we dealing with what's not. going on? Right now, granted, he's the governor of New York, but not New York City. I mean, that's uh, Mayor yeah, de Blasio's issue. Yeah, but that's a big issue. part of his, uh, his right. state. It is, but is he more concerned about people that live in the other hundreds of millions of miles in New York, or is he focused on Listen, this? So we'll no find one's going to be interested in your daily coronavirus up- updates anymore. By the way, you know it's going to be 90 degrees Wednesday? Our own Eddie Scazzeri was nearly attacked this morning. 90 I degrees Wednesday? Yeah. I like, I like I just Not listened. by you, but here. I just listened to Karen Stewart do her uh, traffic report, and she was talking about, oh, um, you know, she essentially said without saying that the rioters are going home because it's dawn. We see you in the dark uh, looting. They've been doing it, though, since about 2 o'clock yesterday afternoon. They've got to at some point be exhausted. Now. So right now, go like, to oh, we're going to go home. I'm going to go home, shower, get ready for looting later on this evening. I guess. I, I, I guess. Saw, it listen, might happen there, again. You have to look for humor, Jerry, wherever you can in these trying times, the new normal. Um, there, I did see video yesterday of uh, uh, people looting, and a woman looted a cheesecake from Cheesecake Factory. I but did she, notice did, that. Did you see that? She walked out with the, a perfectly fine cheesecake. But did you see what the reporter said? Yes. <laughs> there's, there's no evidence of where she got it from. Yeah, the Cheesecake Factory. She just walked out of jackass. <laughs> there are some reporters. Listen, oh they're gosh. doing a tough job. No one's saying they're not. They're in spots that we don't want to be in. I, I get all that, and it's really difficult. But sometimes just use some common sense. Can you please? Right. I mean, she's walking out of she's walking out of the cheesecake factory yeah. with a cake. <laughs> There's no evidence that she took that from a perfectly. We don't know where this woman got this cheesecake from. If she baked it for the looters, I mean, come on! Yeah. Why even say that? Oh my God! Really funny. And I know they're on the spot and they're live, but good lord! Yeah, that's a rough one. Then I see everyone loves. This is what I don't understand. Like we're like they'll go. Like, why does the NFL even have to make a statement about this? I thought the same thing. I mean, people always look to like, I can't believe you aren't. I can't believe I can't believe Jerry Recco hasn't addressed the riding situation on Twitter. Like what? This has nothing to do with the NFL. Why does Roger Goodell have to say anything? And then he puts out a statement and everyone's like, this fool. How dare Roger Goodell? Why does Roger Goodell, why does the well, why does anyone have, they're not no, involved. No matter what Roger Goodell does, Roger Goodell is going to lose. I mean, that's, right. we, we, first of all, we know that. People hate him more than any commissioner I think I've ever seen. People hate this man uh, with a passion. So no matter what the NFL does, they're going to take a beating for it. So you kind of understand that going in. 
Um, why do you have to? Because I think for the most part, when people in authority have a chance to try and make a difference and say something, they probably should do that. And I think that that's what we're seeing. Doesn't mean everybody's going to like it, um, but I don't think it's. I don't think there's anything wrong with doing it. I mean, you could make the you could make the case if you're an African American player in the NFL and leadership of your league does nothing. I, I think I'd be annoyed. I mean, but say something. The, okay, say, uh, say something. So you stand in solidarity with Great. you know people that don't believe in this or people that are angry. That's all. I, it's nothing more than you know maybe you reach another audience that otherwise might not hear from anybody. I don't know. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I don't know what it accomplishes, but I know it there's accomplishes nothing wrong nothing. with it. But there's and nothing wrong like, with it. It doesn't people... do any harm. Right. It can but, only do good. It can't do yes, harm. But it doesn't do anything really. It's just like Pete Perhaps. Alonso. To you everybody it loves everybody loves Pete Alonso. Like Pete Alonso is getting involved in in um, things going on in the news. Pete Alonso, I have a voice and I will not remain silent. Hey, guess what, Pete? Nobody's for uh, a, a a cop killing an innocent unarmed man. Nobody's for looters. What? Of course, well, the problem we're, with we're your statement, Al, is there are. I think there are yeah. some people in this country that I don't think do see a problem with it. Sadly. Um, I think the masses, I agree with you, the masses don't agree with it. But the, uh, what you're saying is not 100% accurate because you got people doing it. You have people doing it every day. People murder people every day in this country. Right. You Of all people that yes. watch all these murder shows and murder Correct. documentaries, there are sick people out there that don't see a problem with this stuff. But, right, but no, one, but, but no one's going out uh, going um – no one's taking a stand to going. This is the NFL. Uh, they want to comment on that Jeffrey Dahmer shouldn't have eaten eighteen uh, men that he took home uh, from a bar. Uh, of course, they should. He shouldn't have eaten eighteen men. Why does the NFL? Why would the NFL make a statement about that? I got to be honest. That's a name I didn't think I'd hear today. Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> I did not think. Well, there was I'd a hear. special on last night. I was watching. <laughs> Come on. On ID Was there channel. really? Yeah, ID channel. <laughs> Gee, you and this ID, you really should go work for the ID channel. They talk to Jeffrey Dahmer's, this is fascinating too, they like talk to Jeffrey Dahmer's dad, who seems like just a nice, normal gentleman. I'm sure he and he was. raised Jeffrey Dahmer, who ate 18 different body parts. Oh, he had God. skulls. He had skulls in his refrigerator, and and the parents... While he has skulls in his refrigerator, Jeffrey goes over on Thanksgiving to visit his parents, and they videotape him. You know, we had video cameras back then. Yeah. Je- Jeffrey, what you been doing? He goes, eh, working hard. He's stroking a cat. And it's like, this guy's got heads in his freezer. I know. I, I, listen, I know. I can't believe Roger Goodell didn't come out and speak on <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> I just think it's—, it's, it's uh, Here's who I want, Jerry. J.R. Smith in charge and Dennis Rodman. <laughs> Dennis, Dennis Rodman deals with the North Koreans, so why yeah, not? <laughs> deals with North Korea. By the way, he probably had a very big uh, part of getting the U.S. and North Korea together. Two, Dennis Rodman on the on the looting yesterday. Quote: "We're human beings, not effing animals." Yeah. Boom. Those are my two guys today. Again, Smith, there's the protesters. Dennis Rodman. And these, then there's criminals. And their I mean, spokesperson, that's... Pete Alonzo. Yeah. That's why you got, you got hundreds. I bet you have thousands of people being arrested in all cities overnight and all weekend. Because yes. again, there, there's, there's something to be said for protesting properly, and then what, what's going on? I mean, crosses yes. the line so beyond anything I think we thought we were going to see. I expected a lot of protests. I really did. I did not expect. There was a reporter in Santa Monica last night, which is just being destroyed too. Uh, the beautiful city of Santa Monica. 
and they go to him live and he's on the street in downtown Santa Monica if there is a downtown where all the stores are and he has this camera guy following him as he's kind of describing the scene and what's going on on this main strip and as he's doing the report two people break into a building and he like he stopped for a moment but then realized I better keep going because God knows I might throw something at me I mean, it's just—I mean, on like on live TV and the things also. And I know that I know that there's graffiti being around. I'm not stupid, but if you're a reporter and you're gonna walk down the block, like this guy was, you might want to just check what's on the buildings that you're gonna pass by first, because oh, this was live a, shots. This was a national report live, yeah. and the f bombs that were all over the buildings. I mean, it, I mean, if you're the news director, you'd be looking at this like, what is he doing? It's <laughs> like, not allowed. The people that are looting and spray painting and all this sort of thing, they're opportunists, Jerry. They're not the protesters, right? So there are, pe- there are people that like to come out when there's an opportunity to do this. Who else? Who has sp- cans of spray paint sitting around? You can't buy it in the store right now. You can't go in the stores. And yet, immediately, spray paint everywhere. Well, you could have run the Home Depot and Lowe's and, and loaded people, up on this the other people day. People who can't open their small businesses... But you can loot their small businesses. Okay. So looting the small business, no one gets arrested or a handful get arrested. But if you were last week to open your small business, you, got you arrested. would get a summons or get arrested. Well, right. Not arrested. Get a summons. What are we right. doing, Jerry? I'm hiding in my house. I'm never leaving. I'm never coming back to New York City from coronavirus number one. If until there's until I could get a cure, because I know it's going to take forever. So that'll get me out for a while. Two, I'm not coming back in because of rioting and looting. I get the sense it. you're ready to retire and just open your little coffee shop down the shore. No, not down the shore. Me and John Mellencamp are going in the small town Middle of America. Indiana. Yes. Not even Indianapolis because that's a city. You want, right. I'm going to. You want to live in Terre Haute. Hazard. Right, Duke's a hazard. I'm going to Terre Haute, Indiana, Jerry. That's where I went to college. All right. That would be funny to see you there. Living After in all Terre Haute. years. Yeah, yeah, I'm coming back. A hero, You're, Jerry. I don't think anybody will care there, but I totally get I think that would be kind of cool. Why don't you I'll go check in... out real estate? You can check out uh, Zillow. I could uh, probably buy a mansion in Terre Haute, Indiana for $100,000. I don't know about that, but I'll bet you no more than three three fifty. You might fifty. I would be uh, the king of Terre Haute. You very well could be. You and Larry Bird, you guys could uh, rip it up in uh, Indiana. The hick from French Lick. That would That's be what interesting. They called them. Have you ever actually, all kidding aside, I know we're having fun with this, but uh, you moving. Have you ever actually contemplated like living yes. in middle America uh-huh. where no water, no nothing, maybe a lake here yeah. and there? Because you've really, you've really taken to the beach yeah. lifestyle. Now that all of a sudden would be completely gone and you'd be looking at planes and land. Yeah. And, you know, it's Landlocked. Different. I don't want to be landlocked, Jerry. So then you really couldn't do it at this point. Probably not. Yeah, probably. So all but I could, I could go somewhere to hide forever well for sure any of us could do that i mean i've always thought about you know not hiding but just starting anew somewhere because you know what they say you only get one shot at this life and well if you live it all in new jersey that's it and then at the end you're gonna look back and be like i never went anywhere and imagine the most expensive place to live is new york where where potentially there's pro like there's People love to protest in big cities where it's like we could walk across the bridge, we could block this, we could block. Sure. Why would I live there? 
Well, not only that, I mean, you I mentioned New York. I think there? I think it's more expensive to live in L.A. and it's even worse there. I mean, it's you're right. I'm with you. I get it. I I'm not a big city guy either. I've never. I mean, aside from when I first got married, I've never had any interest in living in Manhattan. Never, ever, right. ever, ever. And even I've always said I want to live in California at some point, but I don't want to live in San Francisco or Los Angeles. I want to live no. 45 minutes outside of the. I don't want to be in the city. I just like the neighboring areas. I like the I like the state, but ugh, I, I'm with you, man. I get it. We got to take a break. When we come back, I don't know. I really I don't know where <laughs> Al's going to go. He is fired up this morning, I'm fired and understandably up, so. Uh, a lot of bad crap going on in this country over the weekend. Uh, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, something, and then Boomer and Geo at six on the fan. Al and Jerry. Somewhere in middle America, counting crows on a Monday morning warm-up that's, show. That's where I'm moving to today. Selling to my Omaha. place. I'm going to Omaha, Jerry. First, I'm <laughs> going to check the news to make sure there's no looting going on there. You are never going to Omaha. You don't know that. I do know that, Omaha, actually. And I'm just going to put this on loop the entire drive out there. <laughs> You're not going to drive out Me there. Me and Adam Duritz. <laughs> How about you in Tennessee? I can see that. Nashville. Tennessee? No, oh, Nashville Jerry. Got- there Nashville was protests was there too, actually. Disaster. I know, I know. I just realized that. No. Omaha, Middle America. All right. How about Kentucky? I'll have to look at. It. I'll have to check the local news. <laughs> How about? I'll tell you what's very nice. Iowa is actually really Iowa? nice. I've been there a couple of times, probably four times now with Rutgers. And the place we go, it's nice, man. Somewhere in the middle. Nice America. university town. Yeah, it's pretty good. And yeah. the area we stay at is right up your alley because. A beautiful hotel, and there's a brewery restaurant Ooh. that is brand new. There's brand new apartment buildings. I'm telling you, it's right up your alley. All right. Little coffee shops. Really nice. Very cold, though. And like, no what if I had no that beach. coffee shop I always wanted, Jerry, and someone was going to loot it? What would I do? Would you be all right not being famous? In Omaha? No, Al, in Canada. Yes. <laughs> I suppose. It's very nice, though, to be. I'm like the mayor of uh, Bradley Beach now. Is this okay. music still going? I can't yes, tell. Yes, it is still going. Yeah, because you haven't shut up for me to do the slow fade. <laughs> All right, come uh, on. And right, Jerry, talk for now. a second. Yeah. yeah. Just, well, All right, we'll just do that. I'll just we're, shut it down. We're just taking it We're off. shutting it down today. <laughs> oh, boy. Today's actually a day I think Al could do four hours. <laughs> Somewhere in a minute. Imagine taking calls. I'd be no, fighting I, with the callers I could. So constantly. Yes, I could. Absolutely. Hey. We're oh, going to add that tomorrow. And I want to just put a... a uh, a note out for people on social media and Twitter, stop pretending that you came up with the joke that says the two guys that were shot in the outer space were the smartest guys for being able to leave the earth. Yeah. Well, Some you, you're version on Twitter a lot, man. Yeah. Cuz everyone like people take it as if they came up with it. They didn't say like didn't retweet whoever originally came up with the the joke. And I just see all these people being retweeted for the joke and it's not their joke. I did I'm, like the I'm one joke. against joke stealing. And I don't care who stole it because some people steal jokes all the time. Hell, professional comedians steal jokes and then yeah. find out of, we find out about it years later. That's true. I do like the one that I did see on, um, I guess it was Friday night. Someone wrote, you know, I want to return 2020 and I don't want my money back. I like that one. You like that? Because this year, this year sucks. It sucks so <laughs> it far, Jay. Been, and I've had some personal stuff go on. And yeah. It has just been a horrific first five months. I mean, really. It maybe, can't be any worse. Maybe well, it we can get be a, worse. But. Yeah, maybe we get a nasty hurricane to roll through here. Do you not doubt that? They're <sighs> saying it's going to be a bad storm season. Oh, don't Would say that. Would you not doubt another 
monster oh. hurricane ripping through our area. I mean, there's been tornadoes in middle America, Al, that have already. That is true. I don't want I mean, tornadoes. It has just been horrible. I mean, you're looking for something good. Now, I'll give you some positive. The counter proposal from the Major League Baseball Players Association last night was actually positive. But other than that, and, and hockey coming back, and but wonderful. Can't wait. But we still got two months before they play. They're talking July 31st. Yeah. At least baseball, if they did what the, the players want, they would start June 30th. That's right around the corner. But, God, has this year been horrible. Yeah, quick Ugh. recap. Our own Eddie Scazzeri got caught up in uh, some looting. He didn't do any looting, but he was caught up in the trying to get into the city. There were cops all deep in this. There were looters smashing uh, windows near where we work and where Eddie was going in. Imagine if Eddie got arrested because they thought he was a looter. Hey, get this hippie. <laughs> yeah, look at him. The long-haired hippie <laughs> smashing the pharmacy windows. What do you got in that bag? <laughs> right, he's right. The, Insulin, his sir. Needles. He's a right. Where do you get that mask with flowers and paw prints on? <laughs> get him out of here. My yeah. goodness. Uh, and, scary uh, stuff, man. Scary stuff. This happened to uh, Jerry Friday, what they call the Friday afternoon news dump. Yeah. What is that, where they don't want a lot of publicity for it? Yes. Uh, involving the NFL, uh, that uh, the NFL will not allow Barstool's Dave Portnoy. I saw this. To claim his Monday night football with Roger Goodell prize. Because of a background check he didn't clear? What well, does that they, even mean? What, well, did, they what said, did Portnoy do? Well, you know, he's... <laughs> yes, he did not pass the, the required background check because he's been uh, thrown out of NFL events like the Super Bowl, but Media Day. But they know Day. that. Yeah, but that's part of the that's how that's how they're getting out of it. That so he, because he's been arrested, yes, by them basically. They, <laughs> he that's a, right. That's a background check. Right. He is no not allowed to. be. I don't think those should count. To which uh, Dave Portnoy said that uh, Roger Goodell is quote is a coward, hates charity, hates kids. Well, <laughs> I, the the coward part's fine. I don't think you can start saying I hate charity and kids. When <laughs> he they're does doing not like charity, charity and for kids. Oh, <laughs> the first part's fine though. If that's what you want to believe, that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So that was I didn't realize that was the background check that he failed. Yeah. Was his um, his participation with the league and being kicked out of stadiums. Interesting. Yeah, he's been like kicked out of. Um, well, you know, he tried. He snuck back into NFL Media Day once he got kicked out of. So oh, I didn't no know good. that. I remember yeah. him getting kicked out. He snuck back in. He put a fake mustache on and it went back in. Oh, I thought that's how he got in in the first place. Uh, oh, maybe, maybe they were banned. Then he put the fake mustache oh, on. Boy, oh, then boy. he went back in. Then they did a protest about Tom Brady and the Patriots one other time in front of the office. I think they got arrested. And I've told you when I was in Buffalo. For I did a Bills Patriots game. I guess two years ago, three years ago, whatever it was, and I didn't bring a jacket like a jackass because why would you bring a jacket to Buffalo in December? Yeah. I had to go to Coles, which was near the stadium at Orchard Park, and in the parking lot of the Coles Shopping Center was this monster trailer that had uh, the Barstool logo and Roger Goodell as a clown on it. Yeah. I mean, it was a big trailer, and they were camped out. <laughs> Pretty funny. And that's going to come up in your background check, and unfortunately. I, I said, but he what? He founded Barstool? Yes. Wow. It was like a newsletter in Boston. Man, look what it became. It's Holy really moly. Crazy. Yeah, Jerry, it's, it's the wild. American dream. Uh, it is, because then he sold it, right, for like a billion dollars or something? Yeah, and he, or when he, I don't know what they sold it for. something crazy, and uh, he's still involved, of course. He's like a modern-day Mark Cuban. Yes. That's pretty good. 
Pretty good. Jerry, coronavirus has taken iconic Midtown sports bar Foley's. Yeah, I don't know this bar. I saw the story. I I don't. I'm not familiar with it. I thought it was one of these bars that was like you know, back in the day when you had to sneak into a back door like a speakeasy to get alcohol. Right. It was. uh, I I think it only. It's a recent bar for the last twenty or thirty years. Okay. But uh, supposedly it's a spot where a lot of sports people go in. They have a ton of sports memorabilia. Yeah. Uh, But with this coronavirus and all this stuff. They're headed. They're actually moving it to Omaha, somewhere in the middle of America, <laughs> or Terre Haute, <laughs> or Terre Haute, Indiana, with John Cougar Mellencamp. They just oh, want to get out of the limelight, hang some Larry Bird jerseys, whoever's popular in Nebraska. I'll tell you, man, you got a bar, or a restaurant. God bless you, and I really right. hope you can come back because when things come back, everything's going to be great. But. Man, it is just tough going right now. I mean, I think what open uh, they're gonna we're gonna get the announcement for outdoor dining soon. Yeah, you, but it's like not even taking place today. Like soon. Well, when is soon? Yeah, Two I more don't weeks. Know. I mean, but then, I, there's only so far you can go on takeout orders and delivery. And then what's a restaurant supposed to do? It's like they're constantly. Imagine they have to constantly be watching the weather to see if they're yeah if it's going to be raining or freezing. If they're going to be open or, or not? Yeah. I mean, listen, if you're down the shore and you have outdoor dining, you're going to do great, and that makes sense. But you're around these normal suburbs. Who wants to go eat in a parking lot? I uh, oh, right? I, I never choose. When I have a choice, indoor or outdoor dining, I never choose outdoor. Yeah, I, I have no interest in inside if it's nice out. Really? I want no part of eating inside. It's you so – it's just depressing. <laughs> but outdoors. But that fits you, actually. <laughs> outdoors, you got bugs. Not, no, got, not really. A cool not breeze. Really. There's, there's, there's great outdoor dining in Keyport overlooking the bay. There's no bugs. It's great. And one time we actually bugs, sat inside. No bugs. bugs, no bugs. <laughs> um, we sat inside once because the way the out the the people waiting for the outdoor dining was probably 30 minutes or so, and the right. boys didn't want to wait, so we ate it inside. It was one of the most depressing meals we ever had. <laughs> Indoors on a beautiful day? Because it was us and, like, yeah. an old couple. And then <laughs> the outdoor patio was packed overlooking the water. Yeah. And there's music out there. And inside, they're like, it's just like, uh, we'll just put something on the speakers for you because we feel bad for you guys. <laughs> and, right. We'll give you something for you hey, old Al, people. And, yes. and uh, welcome to the wonderful world of dog ownership. You're going to learn to love outside seating. <laughs> That's true, too. Because, uh, you know, you can't go inside with the dog, but you right. can certainly sit in a lot of places, especially down the shore. You can sit outside with your dog. Has your so, cheap you know, ass taken that dog to the vet yet, or has it still got oh, no, issues? No, no, uh, no. I've cured it, Jerry, with pumpkin. These dogs, if you give them, if you feed them pure pumpkin, it will cure their diarrheas. Did you ever think you'd be feeding your dog pumpkin no. two weeks in? <laughs> it's like a little dessert. Like, she looks for it now after her main meal. She's like, wow. mm, where's this? Where's the pumpkin puree? And by so the way, Al, you could also get the <laughs> Metamucil fiber cookies, the little wafers. Which for dogs? Are, well, they're not for dogs. They're the same ones that people would buy. But, <laughs> you know, they're the little crackers, you know, instead. Yeah, right. And uh, we give them to our dogs sometimes. For smooth uh, movements? Yeah, you know, and the emodium and the whole thing. So, mm. Yeah, I give this dog emodium. This dog has a bigger uh, drug chest than I do, Jerry. I'm glad to hear that the dog's doing better, though. She that's is a, that's doing positive. better, yes. Because I, I was legit concerned for you. But Eddie's right. Like, if I want to take this dog to outdoor dining, since these dogs are so bony because they're, they're thin, you could see her ribs and all. <laughs> Just like you. Yeah. They don't like to lay down on cement or hard. Like, I'd have to... You know how, like, when people bring their, their babies out, they have, like, a baby bag and yeah. it's got 
I'm gonna have to bring a dog bag. Like, here's the here's a little pillow for the dog to lay on. Well, and walking around dying. with a dog backpack. And yeah. most, uh, <laughs> well, yeah, and you always got to bring a bring a buy a collapsible bowl and a mm-hmm. and a separate water, yeah. or at least have access to where you can fill up water. Yep. And uh, and you'll find out there are some places that will not allow you to sit with the dog. Most oh. will, but a lot won't. I always see, like, by the beach here, there's always, like, no dogs on the boardwalk, no dogs on the beach. And I always think of Snoopy, where he gets sad when he sees those signs that say yeah. no dogs allowed. So look at you. You Jerry, actually have a, a soul. Here's a fun coronavirus story. Real quick. We out, a break. Of, out of India. And by the way, just to, just for the lunacy, uh, Mike from AAPAC just called, so every, everything's okay. Oh, everything's back to normal? Sour shoes? Yeah. Uh, in India, Jerry, this happened. This a, is the monkey story? <laughs> I saw this. This is <laughs> yes, unbelievable. It is the monkey story. Monkeys steal coronavirus patient blood samples from a lab tech in India. I, I mean, what is going on in India? They were ro- <laughs> monkeys. They roam free. Oh my god! You may, uh, sir, could you, could you come one. back in? We need to take blood from you again. But I just gave it to you. Yeah, the monkeys <laughs> took it. Yeah, a couple of monkeys uh, <laughs> hit up one of our lab techs in the streets of India <laughs> and took your blood sample. Um, I mean, really, just ridiculous. I'm telling you. Uh, quick break. We will wrap it up and get you to Boomer and Geo in just a moment. First, a Radio.com Sports Minute with Amy Lawrence. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. All right, we got a couple more minutes to the top. The Players Association did make a counteroffer to the owners last night. They're still miles apart, but at least it's a start. We'll see. And I did see Al on CBS. They were running a uh, a piece on a uh, zoo in Connecticut uh, trying to reopen. And they tell everybody six feet apart. And if you're not sure what that is, you stay in Andean Condor's wingspan apart. Mm. Ooh. from one another. I would say just stand enough <laughs> far apart as if there was a tiger next next to the person. <laughs> That's a good idea. I like <laughs> that better. Six, nice six feet apart. I do like that better. I got a little bit of a confusing email from Mark Chernoff about ratings, but I'm pretty sure we reached confusing number one. Confusing email from Mark? No way. I'm pretty sure this uh, warm-up hour-long show, Jerry, is number one. Okay. We've in only all, done it for a week. Yeah, four days. On all demographics, children, old people. Young people. Based on what? People in cars. I don't know. It was some sort of algorithm, but I'm pretty sure it's number one. Nice. Yeah. Um, And also, you know, we always had the WFA and personalities. We just got done doing all the wash your hands, stay six feet apart. Now we're going to have to do, you know, stuff what's going on now, I wonder. I I don't know. I have no idea. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. Listen, that Please should don't. be a P- that should be a PSA forever. Because PSA. People didn't wash their hands enough before this. Please don't attack Eddie Schizzeri on his way into work. Wash your hands. hands. Wash what your was hands. That? that was everyone saying wash Correct. your hands. That was everyone. <laughs> oh man. I still funny. haven't gotten that part figured out yet. Wash your hands. <laughs> That's creepy. And Al Ooh. is a little late because Wash your filthy hands. Oh, so he added a word. Oh, let's try here to get up. Well, I'm gonna just be quiet. Wash your hands. 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 (laughs) You at the very end. (laughs) Wash your hands. That's pretty funny. Who put that together? You, Eddie? Uh, Yeah. Oh, you're bored, huh? (laughs) I guess when you get in at 2 o'clock in the morning, you got plenty of time. (laughs) Wash your hands. Wash your your hands. Wash Wash your hands. hands. (laughs) Wash your hands. With different (laughs) inflections. Oh, I love the JJ one. Wash your hands. I love the JJ one. Wash your hands. (laughs) 
<laughs> Wash your hands. <laughs> Wash your hands. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> the JJ one's my favorite. Can you play Why? It? I don't know. Could you play it again? It's fun. Hold on. He's Wash your hands. <laughs> Wake up with the expanded oh. warm-up show with Al and Jerry from 5 to 6 a.m. Followed by Boomer and Geo from 6 to 10. 